This is Matins with Khanya Ditabe and Colin York. And it's exactly half past eight on uh, Radio Veritas, 5, 7, 6 a.m. And uh, so, as I mentioned, I'm joined in studio by Father Mareko uh, Marciniak. But, Father, you say your original name is Marek. Yes, that is Polish name. Yes. M-A-R-E-K. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but because I was working for 27 years in Botswana, uh, Botswana... You know, added O to that. Yes. It's the same name, actually. Yes. Uh, St. Mark in English. <laughs> so there we go, yes. yes. So I am a Mareko today. In Sisotu, it will be Mareka. Okay. So Botswana will be Mareko. Kehon. So, Father, you are Polish originally. Yes, I am Polish originally. You came from Poland how many years ago? Well, I didn't come from Poland originally because... Uh, in 84, I was sent to Austria to study theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Divine Word Missionary. Yes. And uh, I started my novitiate, my religious life in Poland, and I studied philosophy there. And then my superiors decided that uh, I would be one of those students to be sent outside. So I was sent to Vienna, and I was doing my theology there, and I was ordained there. In Austria? Yes. Yes. In so you, you didn't get to, to, to live your sort of priestly life in Poland at all? No, not at all. Um, in 89 I was ordained and um, because I got the you know, destination Botswana at the very end to work yes. there. Yes. And uh, Botswana is a country that uh, uses English as a official language. Yes. So at that time, I didn't know the difference between hello and goodbye. So <laughs> Arriving in Botswana. <laughs> no, not yet. They, they had to send me somewhere to, to learn a little ling- uh, English. Yes. So they sent me to Ireland. And in Ireland, I, in eight months, I had to, to study English. And only then, in 1990, uh, I was sent to Botswana. So, so 20... Nine years then now, 20, since you are 27 in years in Botswana. And yes. then uh, end of uh, 17, I was asked to come to help in the Diocese of Johannesburg. Well, yeah. so, and how did you find the, the Botswana? I mean, I can imagine the change. You, you had been from Poland to Austria to Austria, yeah. And then you, you came to, to Botswana. That must have been, you get some shock well, uh, uh, yeah, some people call it cultural shock. <laughs> yes, that's the word, yes. Everything is different, uh, completely different. But uh, um, I was somehow ready for that because uh, we were trained as missionaries with that attitude. You know, mm. you have to be ready for for change, yes. for accepting things as they are where you arrive there. And uh, patiently, you know, trying to understand what you see, what you experience, and then find your way. <laughs> 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 and and uh, what did you then you know uh, do because i know now you are a divine word missionary uh, and you you you're quite passionate about the eucharist isn't it yes i am passionate about the eucharist but uh, basically i am a bush missionary yes um so i was uh, in the frontiers all the time primary evangelization that was my main work practically. Mm -hmm. So I was working in many places in Botswana, very often with uh, people who um, didn't have uh, Christianity yet, or the Catholic Church was not yet there, or or very, very weak, or just at the very beginnings. So it was a very beautiful 
primary evangelization missionary work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and this was in the rural areas then? Most, been, most yes. of the time in the rural areas, in, in huge, huge territories. Most of the time, um, the closest parish or, or mission was 500 kilometers away from me. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> Bishop was also very far. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 500 kilometers. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> And so you then had to learn the language of the people to, to be able to, to really evangelize them. Yes, obviously, because not everybody in rural areas speaks English. So I had to learn Setswana and uh, all our you know, work, celebrations, catechetical work, mm. preaching had to be in the local language. So, yes. So, and now here you are, Father. Uh, we're speaking to Father Mariko Martiniak. Uh, he's the Divine Word Missionary. He's now here in Johannesburg. And uh, now, Father, you're in Johannesburg. Two years it has been, or at least one and a half or so. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yes. A little more than one year. Another cultural shock for you? Yes. I don't like big cities. <laughs> because <laughs> for 27 years I was in a, yeah, in a wonderful uh, I would say a country with, with uh, you know, silence and, and, and desert and, and nature, and suddenly are in, in a desert of the city, you know, with yeah. concrete and, and noise. And no, <laughs> not for me, really. <laughs> so you had to adjust then to, to this life. You think you have sort of truly adjusted, or you, you're still on your way? Well, my heart is divided, I would say. Uh, I see the great need of, 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 I mean, there is a lot of uh, work here, uh, a lot of, 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 you know, things that can be done. Yes. On the other hand, uh, my heart is still, I think, 50% of it in, in Botswana still. <laughs> and obviously, that, that will take some time to, to get it off your system, if it yes. will ever actually yes. sort of go off your system. Yeah. Yes. Now, Father, you are here now to... As you said, Eucharist is, is you're passionate, quite passionate about it. Where did that love for the Eucharist actually start for you, would you say? Well, it was gradually developing during my missionary work because uh, I was very concerned about our catechists and what do they know, uh, how do they you know, share the faith with other people. Um, and I realized that over the years that one of the big problems of our mission mm. is that we use the Eucharist as a missionary method, which is completely wrong without preparing people. The first thing what we want to do is to celebrate the Mass. <laughs> you know, many missionaries do that um, with people who have no clue, no idea what we really do. <laughs> not even the idea of the structure of the Mass. Not, alone not, not only the, the structure, but, but yes. you know, what, what it really is, uh, yes. the Eucharist. And uh, uh, the Eucharist, I believe, is one of those, all sacraments actually have to be prepared through the evangelization state. So we have a big, big problem in the mission because uh, people want immediately to jump to sacraments, uh, bypassing that preparation <laughs> that uh, whatever you call it uh, even if it is structured as RCIA or something like this but um, normally what people do uh, they look for some teachers or nurses in the village Catholics mm -hmm. and if they find three of them they start to celebrate mass and they say we open a new station <laughs> now 
those nurses or teachers, they invite the friends who are not Catholics. Mm. And the first thing what those people see when they come to the Catholic Church is that strange thing that they call Eucharist. You know, what, what, what is that? They don't understand. And on the way, I also realized that uh, we make another huge mistake in the, in the church, that we assume that people know. That we assume that the Catholics know, that the priests know, that the bishops even know. Uh, very often we don't. But we always assume that people know things. Mm -hmm. So what I discovered on the way that even the Catholics very often, uh, those who we considered, you know, established Catholics, yes. very often didn't have proper formation uh, to understand the sacraments and especially the Eucharist. So slowly, slowly, I was thinking, mm, we have to work towards maybe a proper formation, proper education about that. And I started to gather materials, and it was more than 15 years now I was researching. Uh, and uh, then I experienced a shock myself as a priest, because when I started to dig for materials, I discovered that I don't know a lot of things. And uh, my first reaction was, oh my goodness, maybe I was a lousy student during theology and I missed something or I didn't read what I should read. Maybe I, I didn't pay attention. Yes. And I realized there are so many things that are so basic yes. and I didn't know about it. But, but exactly that. Uh, so you're basically saying that we have a basic knowledge of, of the Eucharist, but not the sort of deep, well-researched knowledge. Is, is this what you're saying? I am, I, am say, I am saying even more than that, because I say sometimes we even don't have that basic knowledge. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Sometimes we, we, we assume that we know, but we don't, really. It's in the catechism. One goes to catechism classes, yeah. you, you learn it, you go to RCIA or whatever, you learn what the Eucharist is. Yes. Um, but you're saying that that's just the basic knowledge sometimes. Yes. Yes. And it's assumed that because you've passed your, your classes and you've, you've now been confirmed and so on, mm -hmm. it's assumed that you know what the Eucharist is. Yes, exactly. So uh, I was thinking at the very beginning that whew, maybe I missed a lot of things. And I thought that this is my problem, mm. that this is my fault from my studies and so on. But uh, then something happened because some years ago I was invited to have a recollection day for the priests. And they gave me the topic Eucharist. So you can imagine, what can you tell priests about the Eucharist? Normally you assume that the priests know everything about the Eucharist. Um, so I started with uh, apologizing to people. You know, I will remind you about some of the things, you know. Yes. Uh, repetitio is mater studiorum. So, so well, we will, <laughs> we will remind ourselves about some basic things. Yes. And I was very surprised because two oldest priests from that group, came after that uh, day to me and said, 75% of that, what you said, we have never heard before. And that was the first, you know, red light, very, very strong. Or oh, maybe, maybe it was not just my problem. Maybe we really uh, forgot something about the Eucharist in the history of the church. Maybe we lost it on the way. So I started to dig farther and farther, and I had many other workshops and, 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 uh, where I could test that theory. And everywhere was the same reaction of the priests, of religious, and so on. Why on earth we don't know that? Why nobody told us about these things? Mm -hmm. So 
slowly over the years, I gained confidence. I have something to share. <laughs> so, so uh, and it's very interesting because there is practically no month I don't discover something new. And I started to collect it, somehow put it together in a script. And uh, at the moment, I have like 55 pages, very condensed, yes. uh, but just explanation of the Eucharist, every small details, where is it coming from, you know, what are the roots, uh, biblical roots, uh, Jewish roots, and so on. So it's growing all the time. Now, this is why you're doing this workshop, and the first one is on the 29th of March, yes. uh, 20, a weekend, 29th to the 31st mm -hmm. of March, mm -hmm. uh, at Lumco in Binoni. Mm -hmm. you, you're looking at, well, as you say, the biblical typology, the biblical and Jewish roots of the Eucharist, and and so on three days dedicated to this what happens what, what's the program like <laughs> three days is actually not enough because uh, i only do it in three days because we didn't have space <laughs> so we squeezed you know that material to three days but we have another workshop which will be in in end of july and the beginning of August, which is running for, for uh, five days. Yes. And even that one, you know, if you look at the program, is very, very condensed, very squeezed. So that, so that March, end of March workshop will be really like express, you know. Yes, the, the sort of introduction, the basic introduction. Well, yes. we, no, we are trying to do everything, but it will be extremely, extremely intensive, condensed, yes. condensed and without really free time in between and, you know. Hard work. And you're inviting minister, extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist. Who, who is invited to this workshop? Everybody who is interested to know about the Eucharist, to understand it, uh, to uh, somehow... Because I think that the Eucharist is such a mystery that we will never really reach the bottom. <laughs> uh, there is always something new to discover. Uh, and I still am on that educational level. And I think there is another level in the Eucharist when you finally could assume, okay, I know what I should know, and then you, you should switch to that uh, level of mystery, of meditation, and so on. Once again, bottomless. <laughs> we're speaking to Father Mareko Marciniak, a divine word missionary. And uh, we're talking about the Eucharist and, of course, uh, the workshop that, that will be taking place uh, from the 29th to the 31st of uh, March at Lumco uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Binoni, Johannesburg. Now, you have a place where people can actually go to uh, in order to prepare for, for this workshop, or at least to understand more uh, on the workshop. Yes, we created a website. Uh, and uh, it's easy to remember because uh, it's Eucharist Explained, mm -hmm. one word, Eucharist Explained, dot WordPress dot com. So uh, it's easy to remember. Yes. Eucharist Explained dot WordPress dot com. So there you go, Eucharist Explained dot WordPress dot com. Go to it now. Uh, read all about it, and then maybe when you come to the workshop, come and ask Father Mariko all the questions uh, that you have, mm -hmm. Father. Anything else that will entice people to come to the workshops? Once again, um, I believe that uh, I, have, I found something uh, that people don't know. Most of the time, people are very, very enthusiastic when they, when they hear what I share with them because uh, I am sharing things that 
after you, you hear that, you wonder how on earth we are not talking about this one. Why nobody knows about this one? Why the priests don't know about that one? Why the priests are not taught in seminary about this one? Uh, we are taught so many things, and yet that was supposed to be the most important in our Catholic life, uh, you know, the gift of God, of the Eucharist, of the body of Christ, we know so little. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we assume people know. Uh, somehow they, they will get that, uh, you know, <laughs> somehow, I don't know, through, through prayer or meditation. Well, yes, that is that another level, that mystical level. But, but there must be what St. Paul was calling the milk, you know, you have to give milk first. <laughs> exactly, yes. And I think we, we, Before we you give, give the hot, yes, hard food. Hard solids. food, yes. yes. And, and I think uh, that workshop gives that milk, <laughs> plenty of it. <laughs> How do you start the workshop, Father? I, I'm very interested in that. How do I start? What will entice me on the first day when I come there or the first 30 minutes of the workshop? <laughs> well, the what will then make me stay for the three days? I believe that you have to prepare... Um, the ground you know if you if you are a farmer first you have to plow before you put seeds you know in the ground so i also believe that you have to do some things that will help us to understand uh, later many many things and because the eucharist is deeply biblical uh, i believe personally that the whole bible is actually a preparation for the eucharist that was what God had in mind from the very beginning. Uh, what I call, it was not plan B. <laughs> you see, uh, that, that uh, you know, Jesus realized that, okay, we are in trouble. Uh, they are after me. They will kill me. So, okay, let's, let's organize the Last Supper. And this is my body, you know. Uh, that, uh, you know this was not uh, improvised. No, no, no. This was something that God had in mind from the very beginning. Uh, meaning, if you read the Bible uh, in the correct way, and the Catholic way is to read the Bible typologically, then you suddenly discover that the whole Bible is actually preparing you exactly for that, for the Eucharist. And the Eucharist not, is not just something that we celebrate here on earth, on our altars, in our churches, because end of the Bible, the last book of the Bible, the Apocalypse of St. John, what is that? Eucharist in heaven. <laughs> Altar, the Lamb, you know, candles, Alleluia, Hosanna, all, all of that stuff is there. Uh, and sometimes people look for things in the Apocalypse that are not actually there. Uh, like, like some of the Protestants are looking for raptures and, and things that these words are not even there in that text. But what is there is definitely the Eucharist, and that Eucharist will be forever. So it is something important, and uh, that's why uh, I am starting with uh, explaining what typology is. This is extremely important, because uh, typology will help you to read the biblical text in such a way that will lead you to the Eucharist at the very end. And then... You know, so many questions I'm sure that you get uh, mm -hmm. uh, about the Eucharist. And one of them is that, oh, isn't that scary though? You're saying it's his blood. You know, blood is scary. It's his body. You're eating a person's body. You know, that sort of a thing. Uh, and these are the comments that come, obviously, from people who don't understand the Eucharist. Sometimes even 
uh, people we assume actually understand what the Eucharist is. Yes, well, that was uh, the argument of the ancient Romans already. They were accusing Christians of being cannibalistic <laughs> because they heard they are eating body and blood, you know. So are they killing other people or, or you know, or, or babies or things like that? So that is what they were talking about Christians in the first centuries uh, because they didn't understand what we really do here. Uh, and, uh, of course, we are uh, not eating, you know, <laughs> flesh. Yes, yes. We are eating uh, the body of Christ, but uh, that body of Christ is hidden. Uh, like St. Paul is explaining in the, in the letters to Hebrews, uh, in a veil, you know, there is a veil. That veil is that bread. Uh, and that veil has to be open. And... And this is exactly what happened in Emmaus, you know, when, when they break the bread behind the veil, they recognize uh, the real presence of Christ. Yes. So that the purpose of the of the whole workshop is actually to to lead people to that realization that uh, that body of Christ is just a veil. And through that veil, we have direct access to God himself. And that's where the mystery is, right? It's mm-hmm. the metaphorical body. And blood. No, uh, no, yes. no, no, no. I have to say immediately no, yes. mm. uh, because we Catholics uh, believe in the real presence of yeah, Christ. This is what I'm saying. Not metaphorical, metaphorical, not but symbolic, the real presence at the, the real same presence time. of Christ. Yes. yes, yes, yes. That is very, very important. Because that is exactly the view of many Protestant churches. They believe in symbolic you know, representation. There. Yes. We believe in the real presence. But it's a real presence, but no flesh and no blood. And this is what I'm saying. Well, it's it is, but we have to explain. The- <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. My, well, it, it will take us long, long time. We to, don't to have time to for, for, yes. for today now. But yes, that is exactly the purpose to explain what it really is. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you might have the same question come through uh, on the 29th of March uh, to Lumco in uh, Binoni. Uh, is there any charge, Father, to these workshops? Yes, there is. Um, and uh, you have uh, all that information on our website yes. uh, because the things are updated all the time. Yes. And, and please, I don't remember exact numbers now, yes. but on the website you have, um, if you go to menu, you will see that you have um, all the information there about venue, about costs, about you know, program, everything is provided. And uh, for more people, for people that would like to be in touch with you, can they do that? There is a special booking page on mm-hmm. that website, so people can go to that uh, page and uh, book it. So there you go. Uh, go to eucharistexplained.wordpress.com, and as you come into uh, the website, uh, the first thing that hits you is understanding and loving the mass. And uh, it shows you the body and blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, and, of course, uh, the crucifix or the uh, Christ on the cross and a chalice. Mm-hmm. Uh, a beautiful illustration there, Father. Uh, and then go into that and then you can find more information out of that about uh, the workshop. For whom is the workshop, the content of the workshop, the dates and venue uh, and costs and so on. Uh, in fact, I can tell you uh, quickly uh, about uh, the about the costs and uh, so on. Uh, so this will cost you uh, now, okay. 
Okay, so you can actually even live at the premises. You can book into yes. uh, mm-hmm. Lumco to, mm-hmm. to live there as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 720 rent uh, without accommodation, and this is for the first workshop. And then you have another workshop in July. That's the five-day one that you spoke yes. about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that one uh, will cost you about uh, 1,100 rent uh, without accommodation, and it will, uh, you'll then have to... You'll get handouts, you'll get all the material yes. uh, that is needed. All there. that is included. Of course, they are a little uh, different prices with accommodation together. Yes. Uh, you can also uh, tell people about that one. Um, okay, so with accommodation, uh, the first one, the 29th March, is uh, 1,120 rent for the three days. And, uh, of course, you celebrate Mass uh, uh, in the mornings Yes, uh, as part of this workshop. But on the 29th, on that Friday uh, in March, we start with lunch, uh, 1 o'clock okay. p.m. Um, and uh, we end on Sunday um, in the afternoon. Yes. So, of course, every day we will be celebrating the Mass. Uh, not on Friday, but on Saturday and Sunday we will have Mass there during the workshop. So there you go. Uh, that's uh, uh, this workshop on Eucharist, the new and eternal covenant, uh, biblical typology, biblical and Jewish roots of the sacrament of uh, the Eucharist. I'm sure you've seen this in your parish uh, because, uh, Father, you've posted all these in the parishes around uh, Johannesburg as well. Well, not in all, because uh, I still didn't know the channels, how we can <laughs> distribute the information. But, yes. uh, but uh, many people who knew me, uh, they uh, somehow encouraged me do something in Johannesburg about that, because we would like our people also to understand the Eucharist. Yes. So I had contact with catechetical department of an evangelization department of the Archdiocese. So they encouraged me very much to, to do that <laughs> workshop. And Father, you are at uh, San Salvador Parish, Leondale. It's, it's a fairly new parish. Yes, it's 10 years. 10 years old, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the people from San Salvador are listening to you now. Do you want to say hello to them? Yes, I greet all of them. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Father Mareko Marciniak. Do join him uh, on the 29th to the 31st of March at Lumco in Binoni this workshop on the Eucharist, the New and Eternal Covenant. Uh, for more information, go to eucharistexplained.wordpress.com eucharistexplained.wordpress.com and uh, you can actually book there. There are two workshops. It's the March one and then there's a five-day one in July. It really is worth it. When people come out of these workshops, Father, as your parting words, mm. what will they be taking in their hearts? Well, maybe I will quote... Uh, uh, a sentence that I heard several times uh, because uh, several people told me after I did something like this, uh, a workshop like that in the past, the people said, Father, the Eucharist will never be the same for me. Yes. And I think that explains everything. <laughs> you see, if, if, if the Eucharist will never be the same for us uh, after we learn something about this, then, then that's what I would like to achieve with that workshop. Because sometimes so many of us, we think that Eucharist is boring, you know, every day the same, uh, you know, the same structure, the same prayer. Why we are not creative, you know, and introduce some funny things, interesting things, you know. Uh, and, and some Catholics are actually tempted to go into this showman, you know, miracle crusades and things like that. Something is happening all the time. And here there is nothing really happening. Well, 
there is something happening, but we don't see it immediately. (laughs) So so we have to learn to see, uh, you know, beyond that uh, veil, (laughs) beyond that broken bread, what is happening there. And uh, once we begin to see the Eucharist will never be the same. It will never be boring. It will never be something that that I am, you know, considering shall I go or not. I will be considering something which is the most important or one of the most important thing in my life. And that's Father Marco, uh, Mareko Marciniak. Thank you very much once again, Father, for joining us. You're welcome. It feels like we can actually take the whole day talking about the Eucharist. And as you said, Oof. three days workshop, not if, enough. if not enough. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's how we come to the end of Matins on this uh, uh, glorious or luminous Thursday, the 21st of February, Father Emil's birthday. So, from Khanyaditabe, from Odinda Orlando, uh, Colin York... And see, come on, Mutle. Yeah, Matins with Hanya Ditabe and Colin York.